BillOReilly.com. That's where you got to go. Great articles like his uh, latest, which I really enjoyed this morning. It's titled It's Not Black and White. Interviews, TV shows, prolific author. And what a great piece every morning right here on the Bernie and Sid on the Morning Show at 7.20 a.m. Eastern Time. The highlight of the week. Here he is, the great Bill O'Reilly. Good morning, Bill. Hey, Bill. I don't smoke, but I'm in a corner now, and I'm traveling in another dimension. <laughs> yeah, right, Sony, that's right. He, he, he smoked yeah. a lot. Hey, you know, um, your article was, was great uh, this morning, and I think you make a very, very good point. You did point out some of the injustices and some of the things that the African-American community does go through, and they are real. Some of these things are real. But you also made the, the, very, uh, the very real point that nothing will improve until our educational system does. I think you nailed it. Hit it right on the head. It's all about poverty. These uh, demonstrations across the country are about frustration and poverty and deprivation. Um, You're not seeing people want to burn down their country if they're doing well. And um, I want to go through this segment with you guys because you're my pals. All three of us have something in common. We're all New Yorkers, lifelong New Yorkers. And I, and I, I want to make some very clear points without a lot of bloviating. So what I'd like to do is make the most important point this morning right now. And then you guys ask me personal questions about what you're feeling uh, about this whole thing uh, in New York City. Okay. First big and most important point that all WABC radio listeners should understand is that the National Guard should be on the streets of our city right now. And the reason the Guard should be there is not only to protect you, if you live in the five boroughs, but to protect the police officers. So now we are putting a police department at risk, and you saw it last night in Brooklyn, of danger, grave danger, because the governor of the state will not put the National Guard to help the police department control, okay, impose order. Why won't Andrew Cuomo do that? It's a purely personal decision on his part. He doesn't want it on his resume. He doesn't want that Andrew Cuomo had to put the guard on the streets because Andrew Cuomo himself couldn't get the situation under control. Hmm. So this is purely a personal political decision, not a decision based on safety of, um, of New Yorkers. It's this looks bad for me, so I'm not going to do it. And that is the absolute truth. Yeah, no, listen, uh, I agree with you a thousand percent. He is very selfish, and he's a coward. And well, I'm not going to call him any names, and I know he's a smart man, and I know he knows what I'm saying is absolutely true. Forget about Mayor de Blasio. That, he's not even a factor anymore. Any thinking person understands that he's incompetent, and should not be in charge of a Taco Bell, much less the biggest <laughs> cities in the country. All right? You just don't put a guy like that in charge of anything. So that's over for him. He'll be down in history as perhaps the worst mayor in the cities um, ever. And he has no say on what happens uh, today, tomorrow, or any other time. It, but Cuomo does. Now, I want to hear you guys' questions, your personal questions. What's bothering you the most about what we are seeing in our country? 
Well, of course, uh, I mean, and it goes back to uh, Governor Cuomo, who, who you state is a smart man, and I, I agree with, with you on that. He's very, very smart. He's slick. He's too smart. He's too cute by half, as they say. And he's the guy that signed the no-cash bail law into effect, and that is coming back to haunt us because the, all of these people that were caught looting in the past few days, they're all back out on the street. That's Unless what, they had a felony warrant. That's the only way they can be held. And that's an excellent observation, McGurk. You have a legislature in Albany that is now virtue signaling. They're not doing their job. They're not trying to make life better for all New Yorkers. They're not trying to do that. They're trying to tell you that they are noble and that they understand poor people, particularly minorities, don't have any money, so they must commit crimes. They must, because our society, from the slavery days forward, has crushed them and are not able to make a living. This is the mindset, so that we cannot hold them accountable for any antisocial or violent activity. So therefore, when they're arrested, we're going to process them and let them go right back to the street, where they, of course, do the same thing again, because you're not caught every time you commit a crime. The statistic is you commit 50 crimes before you're caught for one. All right? So this is insane. And at the time of the law passed, we all talked about it, and we all said this is dangerous, and it is. And now we're seeing that danger right in our face. But again, are the voters of New York going to finally say enough? That's the key question going forward. I think for me, Bill, my biggest disappointment is this ongoing lie that uh, there is this systematic racism that lives and breathes inside our police departments across the United States. And my biggest disappointment is that some of the more well-known, the more respected and revered African-American voices uh, have actually made it worse. They've thrown oil on the fire. They haven't gone out there and tried to fix any of this. I wonder when, when somebody's going to stand up for once and say, listen, what happened to Mr. Floyd was horrible. It was tragic. It does happen too often, but there's no pandemic, and we need to come together and stop blaming each other. If somebody did that, they would be roundly criticized on Twitter, and they would be shamed. So you look at Drew Brees in New Orleans, the uh, legendary quarterback. All he said was, I'm not going to condone kneeling during the national anthem because I respect the legacy of my country. And for that, he has been vilified. Not only vilified, I'm, I'm glad you brought him up because I was about to tweet this or when you were done with this interview. He did something that really upset me this morning, really upset me. He apologized. He did that because the ownership of the Saints said, if you don't, we're not going to have a team next year because all of the controversy is going to go into the huddle. But I'm not justifying his apology. I'm standing by his original remarks. But your question is, why do so many Americans believe that we have a racist country? Is that right? Correct. Sid? 100%. It's because we don't have shared experience. So when somebody says to me, O'Reilly, you have white privilege, I actually laugh at them. And I said, I'm going to take you down to Levittown and show you the house where I was raised. 
And then you can tell me how privileged I was not having air conditioning in a house with 180 degrees in August. All right, I don't, I don't get the privilege there. Um, but my shared experience is not that of somebody in Hempstead who might have been pulled over 10 times because they're black by police officers who are rude to them. That happens. And it happens all over the United States. And people, when they're insulted, when they're not treated fairly, they remember. I do. When the nuns kicked the hell out of me, I remember their name, their face, and everything that happened. Oh, yeah. All right? So I don't have the shared experience that an African-American has. And I understand that, and I listen to their stories. But I, there's no context to it, because it's all about emotion. When you have an argument with your wife, your girlfriend, or a close friend, you know um, that the emotion takes over the argument, you say things you don't want to say, all of that. The statistic that everybody has to understand is that in a nation of 330 million people, there were 10 shootings last year, 10, of unarmed black people by police. 10. Yep, that according to the Washington Post of all people. And the FBI statistics right. back it up because right. the Washington Post doesn't know what they're doing. They just take the stats from the FBI. Now, if you said that to Spike Lee, he would say that's not true. You're covering it up. And then what do you say? There's nothing you can say. So he doesn't want to know the truth. It goes back to Jack Nicholson and a few good men. Right. can't handle the truth. That's right. The truth is that we have a country that is separated by economy, by money, not by skin color. If you are an African-American who gets educated and is ambitious, you have a better chance to succeed than a Caucasian-American. You are valued by corporate America. They want you to work for them. I don't know, 45 years in corporate media. If you had an African-American who was performing well, they skyrocketed in um, influence in the company and money. Yeah, Brian Gumbel. <laughs> but when you, when you have a country where the culture of the African-American inner city, not the suburbs and the rural area, but the inner city is hate whitey, don't get educated, Get a big tattoo on your neck. Don't speak the language. Take narcotics. Whatever it may be, that culture is not challenged in Bushwick. And, and I'm speaking generally here because there are, are more good people in those areas than you would ever know. But again, it's like Drew Brees. If they speak up, they're shunned. So it's very hard. You think that people in Chicago every day that walk out in those neighborhoods and see people shot down in the street, you think they're happy with that? No. No, they can't be. Can't possibly they're powerless. Be. Yep. yep. Because the corrupt authorities in Chicago, and that's what they are, don't care about them. The only way to get out of there is for the children to learn and to strive. That's true. All right? Yep. So... We don't have a time to get into Barack Obama, but he's a fascinating man, and I know him pretty well. He tried to lift African Americans economically, but
But he failed. He failed because he doesn't understand the capitalism system, that you can't redistribute income. That doesn't work. You have to lay the foundation of knowledge and perspective and maturity. And that perspective in the public schools is not being laid. I'm a former high school teacher. I know it. I saw it. I lived it. And unless you do that, all the virtue signaling in the world is not going to prevent 10 unarmed blacks from being killed every year in a nation of 330 million. Right. And, and by the way, Bill, uh, 20 unarmed whites, just to throw that stat in. Uh, listen, it, t- to your column's point, which is it's not black and white by Bill O'Reilly at BillOReilly.com. I mean, this police uh, shooting, uh, this police brutality canard is perpetuated by the media, the culture, and all of that. And you write in your column that uh, idiot commentators on TV uh, depict the U.S. as a hateful cauldron of bias. And, uh, you know, if we're such a hate- hateful cauldron of bias, I mean, how do you explain so many uh, Americans crossing the border if we're not a hatred, a hateful cauldron of bias, I should say, how do you explain so many Americans crossing the border and sneaking into Mexico to escape this American nightmare? If you gave the 38 million African-American individuals a choice tomorrow, you can go to France or any Western European country. We'll pay for it. But you can stay here. What do you think they do? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I mean, they're, come on. no, they're coming the other way, actually. Uh, they're sneaking in and not out. Of and that, that's my point, yeah. of course. I'm a simple man. I break it down <laughs> into very, very simple, vivid images. All right? So your, your audience can understand. I appreciate WABC running my commentary every morning. I appreciate you guys having me on every week and uh, touting the website. But I, I am so frustrated with the ignorance that I'm hearing particularly in the media, I don't think there has ever been a more corrupt organization, and certainly not in my lifetime, than CNN. I have never seen more lies, more deceit hoisted upon the American public than that. And I've been watching them most of the time during this. Yep. And, and by hate, the way, but, but here's the thing. And, hate. But, and they don't get any ratings. So I don't know why Jeff Zucker no, continues to work. They're getting what they call drive-bys now, people who don't really watch the news. But because of dial position, CNN has a dial position that's easy to find. Right. So more people are watching it. But those commentators and reporters are basically lying mm-hmm. about the situation. Yep. They're portraying it most people, 71% of them, of us, support putting the National Guard in the cities to maintain order. That cuts across every racial boundary, every political boundary. You will never hear that no. on CNN. No, you won't. Hey, uh, Bill, you were magnificent again today. We As love usual, having you on. Yes. I mean, really, it's, it's, it's really an honor and a pleasure for us. So thank you so much. And All right, I keep want talking. to stay safe. I want everybody to bring the emotion down. Um, we're going to have a better summer, and I will talk to you guys again next week. Love it. You're the man, Bill. Thank you, buddy. Thank Bill, you right. so much. Bill, BillOReilly.com.